your dog talk to you? Do you know what he or she is saying? Welcome to My Doggy Says. Here now to help you understand and build a closer relationship with your dog, the host of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Hi, this is Fred Haney, host of the My Doggy Says show, where you learn about dog training, dog bonding, and how to build a stronger relationship with your dog. You'll hear interviews here with experts from all corners of the dog world, and the whole idea is to help you improve your dog communication and dog training skills and help you build more nurturing relationships with your pets in order to be dog's best friend. And as usual, I'm here with one of my best friends, Callie Golden Retriever. Uh, Callie's five and a half years old now, and as always, she's very close to me. And if you're a regular listener to this show, you know that Callie and I, uh, if we're in town, uh, have a daily soccer match. Our soccer match started when Callie was eight weeks old, and she found an old soccer ball in the backyard and um, looked at me and said, okay, Fred, show me what you got. And I gave it a kick, and she trapped it under her tummy, which is kind of funny because she couldn't get all four feet to the ground. Uh, But we've played soccer almost every day uh, since then. Uh, and uh, But right now we're going through a funny little thing, which maybe uh, Georgina Bradley, our guest, can help me understand later, uh, and that is that uh, Callie's getting really moody about the soccer game. She gets into it a little bit, and then she just uh, doesn't seem to care, and yet it's always been her thing. So I'm trying mm. to kind of read her energy level and figure out, uh, maybe my energy level, and figure out what's going on there. So today we have a a very interesting guest. Her name is Georgina Bradley. She's the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. And we're going to be talking about uh, lots of things having to do with training, including puppies, um, dealing with adult dogs, uh, and teaching your dog tricks. Uh, And I'm sure the conversation will uh, take us in some other directions as well. Uh, Be sure and participate with us during the week. A good way to do that is to check out our website, MyDoggySays.com. Read the blog there. Uh, and uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at MyDoggySays. Um, Georgina Bradley, uh, welcome to the My Doggy Says show. Thank you, Fred. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, great to have you here. I know you've uh, worked for a long time uh, with, uh, with dogs, and you're the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, let's work backwards a little bit. Tell us a little about... Uh, the Dog Stars Training Academy, and and maybe uh, give us an example of a peak experience you've had with the Dog Stars Training Academy. Okay, sure. Well, Dog Stars has been uh, around for about nine years now. We do basic training for puppies and adult dogs, and we also teach uh, any age of dog acting classes. So we train them to be in films, commercials, photo shoots, and even sometimes for live events and parties. Uh, So we have a variety of services available for our clientele, both human and doggies. So um, it's a a great place to bring your dog for positive training and learning to understand what they're saying, when, and how to fix uh, some not-so-ideal behaviors sometimes or to train them to do the right thing more so. So do you have some movie stars? We have some dogs that have been involved in some projects. I've worked on a lot of feature films myself. I'm more behind the camera. And the dogs that I've worked with uh, are either supplied by the production or I I also freelance for other companies that uh, 
work on a lot of Disney films and things like that. Uh, so some of our dogs have been in photo shoots and commercials that, that you might see in, in the United States or in Canada. Uh, it's, uh, it depends on where they're showing them at the time. It mm-hmm. seems like uh, more and more dogs are being used in uh, television advertising. Awful lot of ads with dogs at least making an appearance. Yeah, there's. I think there's a, uh, a a different connection that people engage in when they see uh, a family type setting with an animal in it, or they can relate a little bit differently to pets. Uh, pets are certainly a, an important part of a lot of people's lives, and I think the uh, advertising community is realizing that that it gets a little bit of more attention for their products. In some of the movies uh, where a dog plays a major role, um, is it the same dog all the way through, or are there lots of dogs um, playing different parts at different times? That's a good question, Fred. Sometimes there's more than one dog. So we usually will have a hero dog that looks like uh, the one that they do all the close-up photos with or scenes with, and then there's the action dog or the stunt dog that uh, is specifically trained to do different behaviors. Uh, it's it's uh, not overly common to only have one dog do the majority of the film, but it does happen. But we usually do have a, a couple of backups just to make sure that uh, we're not overtaxing the main lead dog for uh, the whole time that they're working during the day. There have also been a lot of pretty popular uh, dog movies, movies about dogs in the last uh, decade or so, I guess, haven't there? There has, yeah. Uh, Marmaduke was filmed uh, in my vicinity here. I was uh, fortunate to be a part of that. I was training some uh, miniature pinchers for that film. And uh, there's Cats and Dogs 2 that was filmed here as well, and I was working with uh, some sheepdogs and some cats for that film. So we had a blend of different animals for each film. (laughs) So, Georgina, tell our listeners where you are. We're in Vancouver, British Columbia, in Canada, on the West Coast. Beautiful town. If anybody has been here, they may already know that. Mm. Um, Interesting. Gee, does that town have a hockey team? Uh, We do. They're called the Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which uh which is uh they, they do okay from time to time. Yeah, they they're uh, they're great. Um I'm uh, an uh, Anaheim Ducks fan, but I became a Los Angeles Kings fan because of the way things played out in the playoffs this year. Mhm. Uh, which is probably bad news, right? <laughs> <laughs> it it's sometimes bad news for all the Vancouver Canucks fans up here that um, the cup hasn't made it back here yet. Right. Um, so I, I, tell us about how that location works for training uh, doggy movie stars. Do you spend some time in Hollywood, or is that a, is there a lot of filming that happens in uh, Vancouver? Well, Vancouver is such a, a, a diverse place for locations. We can make it look like San Francisco, New York, uh, it can it can almost mimic many many different locations around the world, and then the majority of films may be filmed here or around Vancouver itself, and then potentially some other shots may be filmed in in California or San Francisco to get the 
the Golden Gate Bridge or uh, the Hollywood sign in the back of the films if, if they are based or uh, out of those specific spots. But the majority are filmed up here, and then they might do a few pickup shots elsewhere. That's fun. Sounds like a really fun uh, thing for you to be doing. Um, we're visiting tonight with Georgina Bradley, who is the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, Georgina, tell our listeners uh, how they can find you on the Internet. Uh, we are online at www.dogstars.ca. That's D-O-G-S-T-A-R-S dot C-A. And do you have classes available for uh, uh, people? And and, uh, um, uh, are you only training potential dog stars, or are you doing a lot of the uh, nuts and bolts uh, dog training as well? So for dogs to be comfortable actors, they also need the basic foundation, the fundamentals in place as well. It's kind of like building a house is, somewhat how I describe it. So when they come through some of our classes or do private sessions with our trainers, they work on the basics. So the fundamentals are sit, down, stay, come on command, and walk nicely on leash. And a big part of becoming a, uh, a, an actor in this uh, industry is socialization and being uh, ad- able to adapt in lots of different situations. So our group classes are designed to to start building that foundation, and then we can proceed to perhaps off-leash training and then look at acting training where they come in and learn basic film behaviors to more complex, advanced film behaviors. And then they go on to be part of our talent agency, and we draw from our graduates, our alumni dogs, and they get uh, auditioned for work. Sounds terrific. Well, um, that's a good introduction to uh, Dog Stars Training Academy. Thank you for that. Uh, we're going to take a brief break here, but we'll be back uh, right after the break with Georgina Bradley, owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, be sure and join us on the other side of the break. <music> Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you get better at dog training. You improve your dog talk and dog bonding skills. Uh, and you learn to build more nurturing relationship with your pets and become dog's best friend. And you're doing it here on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Our guest this evening is Georgina Bradley. Uh, Georgina is the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy, fascinating operation in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, we'll continue our conversation with Georgina in just a second. Uh, in the meantime, I want to remind you to participate with us uh, in different ways during the week. Uh, one good way to do that, if you haven't done it, is to uh, uh, ask yourself, uh, do you really know what your dog is trying to tell you? I'm sure you have a great relationship with your pet, but if your dog ever does something a little peculiar that causes you to scratch your head and say, uh, what's Fido trying to tell me? 
then uh, you need to read My Doggy Says. It's a, a fine collection of 85 color photographs and little stories, all designed uh, as examples of how a dog might be communicating to you through its behavior, not so much through posture and the way it wags its tail and some of those traditional things, but just through its behavior. Why did my dog do that? Uh, and uh, just a bunch of fun examples. It's an easy book to read, and it's, uh, it's fun. It's available on Amazon. Uh, it's also available on our website, uh, mydoggysays.com. The title of the book is My Doggy Says, uh, Messages from Jamie, How a Dog Named Jamie Talks to Her People. So we're back with uh, Georgina Bradley, the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, Georgina, there's a, a bit of dog training, probably a lot of fabulous uh, dog training examples on the Internet, but there's one that just kind of blows me away uh, that anybody could train a dog to do this. And I wonder if you've seen it, the golden retriever that does the uh, salsa dance. Oh, yeah. How do you train a dog to do something like that? How how long did it take to train that dog to do that, and how uh, uh, intricate a task was that? I think that's just amazing. I it's uh, it's hard to gauge how long it actually took to train a dance to the capacity of some of these dogs that are doing these doggy dances. I, it could take a couple years. It could take a couple months. It really depends on the connection with the owner and the dog, the dog's willingness to learn, work, and also how much time that owner or trainer has to work with the dog. So it's, it's a bit challenging to pinpoint the exact uh, time, uh, but it's all on the relationship and trust and having fun and making it. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is when there's an intricate dance routine, there's lots of little uh, sections that would be worked on individually, and then those sections would be put together. So, so you build build one. it all up piece by piece. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, and and I can't imagine that it happened in uh, just a week or two. I mean, that that had to be a lot of work that went into that. Yes. Yes. It's. Uh, I. You know. I'm. I'm not sure on how long it actually takes, but uh, um, dogs are. It also depends on the dog training foundation as well and how old they are when they when they start this process how does that affect things do, do uh is it uh, true that it's easier to teach younger dogs than older dogs well it's uh i would say it's a little easier to teach a younger dog however with younger really young dogs we've got the attention span uh challenge to deal with so we want to keep things short and sweet for them to, to learn with older dogs they may become a bit more complacent or just have uh, a limited drive or limited energy or just think that it's not that exciting so they don't want to do it <laughs> i don't know if you remember gary larson he was the cartoonist who did these slightly oddball uh, cartoons most of them about animals and uh, one of my favorites is a dog uh, walking a tightrope wire across the circuit with a across the circus uh, with a balancing rod and you know being very careful and doing his thing and the caption was in that moment rex remembered that he was an old dog and this is a new trick <laughs> that's awesome yeah i remember gary lawson indeed he was a great cartoonist 
yeah, they were they were all fun uh, about animals. Well, uh, Georgina, you're doing something really fun there, and I'm sure it's uh, it's your passion. You're obviously having fun doing it. Tell us a little about uh, your journey to uh, where you are now. How did you get started with dog training, and how did you get from those first days of uh, working with animals to uh, what you're doing today? So um, my, I started working in vet clinics when I was still in high school, and I did a, uh, a kind of a, a work practicum at vet clinics. I was considering becoming a vet when I was in my early teens, and I just felt like that was a potential, and then I wanted to explore other avenues, so I worked at a, the African Lion Safari in Guelph, Ontario for a couple of summers, and then from there I worked in some pet stores, and I just and I was considering joining the police force and becoming a dog uh, dog trainer for them. And I was just dabbling in so many things. I wasn't clear uh, by the time I moved to Vancouver in my early 20s what I wanted to do in regards to them. So when I moved to Vancouver, I was uh, working in, vet, in a vet clinic once again uh, and as a vet assistant. So I was training on the medical side of things for health and, and wellness. And uh, some trainers came in that were working on a film uh, here in Vancouver. And I thought, wow, that's a really cool job, training animals for film. And I just asked them, do you need any help? And they said, actually, we do. So I went down to the production office the next day on my lunch break and interviewed for a part-time job, which was just taking care of the animals on the days off where they weren't filming. And uh, I started there, and I ended up, quitting my full-time job and just helping them out two days a week. From there, I went on to uh, stay with the company that uh, picked me out of the vet clinic, or I found them out <laughs> of the vet clinic, and went on to uh, go to England for a year and work on 101 Dalmatians. You might have heard of that film. Sure. <laughs> so that was uh, filmed in 95, and that was the beginning of my kind of path in, in movie work and my introduction to training. So there's so many different varieties of training that uh, come out of training dogs and cats and birds and rodents and all sorts of animals for film. So that was my introduction for, for quite some time. And then when I moved back to Vancouver, I was uh, working on some smaller projects here and just kept my focus on that and was uh, networking with uh, other animal companies in town and just kept uh, being tenacious about asking if anybody ever needed help and people kept hiring me because I wouldn't leave them alone. <laughs> so that was um, so nine years ago I decided I'm going to branch out on my own and just start my own little company and see what I can do with it and help other people with their puppies and basic obedience and uh, gain some work and notoriety for my own name, and uh, I've been fortunate to be involved with the Vancouver 2010 Olympics that were here a couple of years ago. We supplied a sled dog team for some of the uh, medal ceremonies, and uh, also done some work with Sony, some work with Disney, uh, with Sears, uh, Eddie, Eddie Bauer. Um, we're doing a Walgreens commercial, which you guys might see down there in California. <laughs> at some point. So the the work just keeps flowing in and, and it's a delight to be able to to see clients' dogs as they come in as a puppy and 
learn training, and then they go on to become a star acting dog, and, and then we find them to work. So the, the owners are delighted when that happens, and I'm delighted for them, and it's a joy to see that process. So you're their trainer, but you're also their agent. You're helping them find opportunities. That's right, and I think that that's an important uh, facet to this because the dogs, you know, they obviously can't speak for themselves, and from from myself seeing the dog proceed and progress and knowing its capabilities and its limitations, I'm going to put that dog up for certain roles that, that might be fitting for them and make sure that they're comfortable and happy doing the job. I'm, my, one of my main priorities is always safety and happiness for the dog. We don't want to have them not enjoy what they're doing and uh, we want to make sure that everything's going smoothly. Sounds good. Uh, you're listening to the My Doggy Says Show. I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to build a stronger bond with your dog and be a better dog trainer. Uh, today we're visiting with Georgina Bradley, who is the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, Georgina will train your dog to be a, a star dog actor, and she'll also uh, help you find uh, opportunities for your dog to be in the movies. Uh, Georgina, tell our listeners how they can find you uh, on the Internet and a little bit about uh, wh what kind of uh, product offerings you have. So we, um, we are just revamping our talent agency at the moment, so you can register your dog with us at www.dogstars.ca, and we'd be happy to learn more about your dog. We do ask that uh, you send in some photographs as well uh, of your dog because that's what our Productions typically like to see is the, the size and look of your dog for any upcoming projects. And uh, that's a good way to find us, and we can keep you posted on any new developments that we uh, have coming down the pipeline. So say the website one more time. So that's www.dogstars.ca. So it's spelled out D-O-G-S-T-A-R-S dot C-A. Not to be confused with Keanu Reeves band, which is Dog Star. <laughs> but you will find us if you find him. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll be back uh, right after a brief break uh, with Georgina Bradley, owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Be sure and join us. Okay, good job. I hope hey. you're having a good time. You seem to enjoy... Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says show, where you learn what makes dogs tick, how to improve your dog training and dog bonding skills, and how to be dog's best friend. And you're doing it with us here on the Doggy Appreciation Network. Uh, our guest today is Georgina Bradley, the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, Georgina will train your dog to be a movie star and also uh, help it find uh, an opportunity in the movies. She's uh, both trainer and agent. And a really fun business located in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, Georgina, let's talk a little about uh, puppies. I guess one question I have for you is um, do, if, if I come to you and say, uh, here's my new puppy, I want my puppy eventually to be a movie star, 
Do you train it differently than you would uh, a dog if I just said, you know, I, I want my dog to be a good pet? Um, that's a good question. There's there's a lot of benefits in, in looking at training your dog to be ready for a film set and complimentary having them be a good pet. So socialization is, is very important on both both sides. Uh, so a dog that's well socialized with other dogs and people would balance that out equally for having a, a well-rounded pet and a well-rounded film animal. From the training aspect, it would be ideal, again, on both uh, elements to have basic obedience training and basic understanding of, of your traditional commands like sit, down, stay, come, and walking on leash, uh, and then expanding into more of the acting side of things, just uh, it, it, it bonds people in a different way to, to see that they can actually have fun and their dog can learn fun things. Uh, something that, that shows up on occasion with, with some dogs uh, that are shy or timid, the acting training can actually bring them out of their shell and build more confidence, as well equally as obedience can. I think the acting just raises that bar just a tiny bit more to have uh, a different kind of bond and, and more confidence in the dog. And they have a lot of fun doing it, too, and they love, love working. Most dogs do, anyway. <laughs> well, when you say it bonds people in a different way, uh, elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, that's one of my favorite concepts, and I've been trying uh, gradually on Twitter to get a little conversation going under the hashtag dog bonding uh, because it seems to me that uh, that's really sort of the rich part of the relationship between a person and a pet. It's not just about commanding obedience and getting my dog to sit and stay when I tell it to, but uh, and that's part of this uh, soccer game that I described at the beginning of the show. Callie and I have this daily soccer game, and we really have an interaction there. It's a give and take, and, and uh, I, I love it because it was her uh, invention, and every day it's her invitation. She comes and gets me to go out and play soccer, and I love the relationship aspect of that. What do you mean when you say uh, that this kind of training bonds people uh, uh, to their pets in a different way? Well, I think uh, traditional obedience can be a bit dry or dull for for the human side of things. And also for the dogs, they might get a little bored from just sitting and staying and lying down because it's not really an action or an active uh, thing that they're doing or they're engaging in. When we teach them acting, like go and nudge something or go and give us a kiss or lie down and wipe your face or, you know, they, they actually have to think through the process and the owner's, can, can facilitate this by communicating with their dog through body language, through voice commands, and through somewhat shaping a behavior if it's occurring naturally. And what I mean by occurring naturally is if a dog sneezes, that can mean that the dog is really enjoying what we're doing, but we can also capture that or shape that as a, a command we can get on cue. So the owner is delighted when they see their dog sneeze, and they're going, oh, I'm going to I'm going to pay my puppy for sneezing, and I'm going to try to capture it and get it on cue so they have fun with their dog just for their dog being themselves. And for, for that kind of bond to, to exist, I, just, I see the owners light up when they see that they can actually facilitate 
these new behaviors show up in their own dog when they didn't really exist before, they didn't know how to capture them. So I'm here to help acknowledge that and uh, share techniques and how to get the behaviors on cue or teach them new behaviors where um, the owner can have fun with their dog. And I think bonding, part of bonding is, is just having fun and loving them for who they are. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the challenges of uh, dog training I know is um, to, to uh, try and avoid some of the negative behaviors. Um, and usually the answer to that seems to be to replace it with a positive behavior. How do you deal with uh, getting a dog to not jump up on, uh, on, on people, for example? So when, when a dog jumps up, they're, they're jumping up for a variety of reasons. So the, there's a few things we can look at in preventing it. We can uh, teach them to greet people on, uh, from a sitting position. We can reward them for keeping their feet on the ground. Sometimes when a dog is very energetic or gets excited around greetings, just even sometimes ignoring the dog, allowing the jumping to happen until the dog decides, okay, I give up. And then we praise them for giving up. And we tell them, we just inform them at that moment, this is what I'm going to reward you for, rather than the feet up on me or feet in the air, things like that. So rewarding them for the right behavior as well as conditioning them to do other behaviors can be a, a two-fold process. I, I generally give my clients a few options to look at because not every just one specific technique is going to work for your own dog in, in each situation. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Callie, uh, Golden Retriever, is an incredibly friendly dog, um, w- both with people and with other dogs. And uh, but but she's exuberant, friendly. <laughs> so we've had to work pretty hard uh, to get her to uh, sit when other people approach. Uh, and it's not automatic, and it's not perfect. But uh, she, she's getting better about that. She's uh, uh, improved three hundred percent, I I think. Uh, but in her case, anyway, just getting her to sit uh, ha- has been pretty good. She's still <laughs> exuberant and uh, happy to see people. But mm-hmm. um, so here, here's another question of, about uh, socializing dogs, which I'm, I'm sure uh, is an important part of that uh, early training. Um, the, the places that uh, Callie walks, uh, she, she has two main places. One is uh, where where we live in Palos Verdes. It's a suburb of Los Angeles. And the other one is at Lake Arrowhead, where we spend quite a bit of time. And both of those places, dogs are supposed to be on the leash. So we always have Kelly on the leash. And uh, she's very eager to greet any other dog that she sees. Uh, and our experience has been that uh, dogs are always very friendly, uh, almost always fr- friendly between each other. Um, and that uh, w- w- <laughs> my experience, and you tell me if I'm missing something, but it seems like when uh, a, a person says, my dog's not friendly, uh, that seems to often be a projection from the person. <laughs> I have a feeling that left to their own resources, the dogs would uh, have, have a wonderful time together, but some people just seem uncomfortable uh, letting their dogs socialize. Is, is that something people need to learn about? Yeah, I think there there can be a connection if they've seen, if the person that says their dog isn't friendly, if they've seen their dog react or snap or um, 
lunge, barking, growling at another dog, they put that persona on their dog without letting the dog kind of figure it out. So they create more of an anxiety uh, type relationship when, when the dogs are looking at engaging in a greeting. So it, it, it might reflect on the owner's perception of what the dog is showing up with. And the owner may just uh, need to talk to a trainer about what really is going on with their dog to see what their dog is communicating when another dog approaches. There might be some aggression there, and they just might need to be re-socialized in a safe manner in a more appropriate setting rather than going to an off-leash park, per se. Right. Um, so right. one little thing I just wanted to revert back to was you mentioning that Callie gets really excited when she meets people and uh, golden retrievers are super friendly. And one thing that we can address there is if we're already asking the dog to sit when a, when a person approaches and they're having a hard time or there's still the jumping uh, resulting from the request from sit, then ask them for a little bit more. Ask them to lie down when a person approaches. See if they can handle that task and if they can handle that your jumping is going to subside considerably you're asking them to be even calmer when this exciting task is coming up that's a good idea i'll work on that i, li- I like that we'll give that a okay. try <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, you're listening to the my doggy says show i'm your host fred haney helping you find ways to build stronger bonds with your dog and today we're visiting with Georgina Bradley, who's the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, Georgina will train your dog to be a movie star and help you find uh, a, a movie for it to perform in. Uh, Georgina, tell our listeners how they can find you on the Internet. So you can find Dog Stars at www.dogstars.ca. Terrific. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back with Georgina uh, right after. Uh, Be sure and join us. Body language, facial expressions, they're not just for humans anymore. Author Fred Haney says his dog Jamie talks to him. And now to continue the canine conversation, author of My Doggy Says, Fred Haney. Welcome back to the My Doggy Says Show. I'm Fred Haney your host and author of the four-time award-winning book, My Doggy Says, Messages from Jamie, How a Dog Named Jamie Talks to Her People. Uh, We're visiting today with Georgina Bradley, who is the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, And Georgina uh, can teach your dog to be a movie star, and she can also uh, help your dog uh, find a movie to appear in uh, sometimes. She's located in Vancouver, British Columbia, and we're uh, having a fun conversation, talk a little about dog training. In this segment, we'll talk a little more about uh, teaching your dog to do some tricks. Uh, be sure and participate with us during the week. Uh, a lot of ways you can do that. Uh, one of the best is to just check out our website. Uh, you can uh, read the blog there. You can send us an email, fred at com. You can also find us on Twitter and join the conversation on Twitter. We're doing a, a, a hashtag dog bonding conversation. So if you have some ideas about uh, what dog bonding uh, has meant to you or could mean to you, uh, jump in and uh, say hi and do a tweet uh, under the hashtag dog bonding. Uh, Georgina, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Um, let's talk a little about uh, 
teaching your dog tricks, uh, where does teaching a dog tricks kind of fit into the scheme of things? Seems like a good way to build relationship with a pet. It sure is. Uh, how, tricks can help build confidence in, in most dogs and give a, a fun way to bond with your dog on a rainy day if you don't want to take them out for a two-hour hike. Just doing a few tricks or uh, fun acting behaviors can burn out that mental energy as, as well as a little bit of the physical side, so it can help diffuse them if, uh, if uh, the outside environment isn't ideal for dogs to be in. So um, is, this, is this something that um, you should do all the time? Is it something you, you should just have a list and sort of check one off once in a while? Uh, what's the right way to think about it? How, how much time should a person spend with their dog uh, every day working on tricks? Well, it, uh, it combine, I would say combining it with basic obedience is always something to help uh, keep the dog's mental structure happy and healthy so I would say maybe 15-20 minutes a day of training and maybe 10 minutes of that is trick training so if we're always just having fun with our dog doing tricks then we might forget about the basic obedience side of things which is very important to maintain especially with film dogs if you want that uh, if you want to pursue that route so here's one you can help me with a little bit. Uh, I, I've been working with Callie uh, when we wrap up our daily soccer match. We're, we're working on doing a high five. Mm-hmm. And the the challenge has been to get it a little higher five. <laughs> and she she's getting there. She's actually doing pretty well. She doesn't quite reach up as high as she could. And for a while, uh, she would have her her uh, paw kind of folded down, but now she's learned to reach for the sky and get that uh, palm, (laughs) if it was the palm of a hand, you know, get it out facing me instead of turned under. Uh, But we keep working a little bit every day on trying to uh, reach for the sky, you know, stretch a little higher. Uh, Is there a better way that I could be doing that? Uh, it sounds like you're asking her to do a little bit more each day, and that's ideal. And if you're not already doing so, I would encourage you to pay her, give her a treat. Or... Oh, she gets puppy treats. She gets a treat oh, for awesome. she gets treats for a high five. <laughs> so if you see her give you like a medium low one, then say, yeah, that's good, but there's no treat reward. So when she gives you the highest one, then you give her a treat reward. If she gives you again a medium, medium to high one, just tell her that's good but we just hold off on the payment, the treat reward, until you see the one that you know she can hit, which is the higher one. So don't reward the one that's not quite there. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like good advice. Um, So, Georgina, is there an example of a trick that you could teach our listeners? Yes, there's a a fabulous uh, behavior that we use in film and TV, and it's also beneficial for dogs that are a little shy of people or um, just to, to help your basic obedience as well. So it's got twofold benefits uh, working for it, and it's called a watch me or a look here command or a focus exercise where we ask the dog to engage it looking at us. And how we do that is you can either ask your dog to sit or you don't have to ask your dog to sit. Sometimes a dog may have more difficulty sitting and doing this, but just... Um, put them in a place or have them on leash and ask them to look at you 
And what we're going to be doing is showing them a treat. So what I mean by showing them is letting them sniff a treat that's in your hand. Once they're sniffing that treat, bring the treat up to your eyes, and as soon as they're looking at your eyes, you're going to say yes and give them that treat. So we want to have them connect with your eyes and not look away. So if you ask them to look at you, so you're going to show them that treat right in front of their nose, let them sniff it. We're not giving them the treat just yet, but just let them sniff the treat, bring the treat up to your eyes, and as long as they're connecting and maintaining the gaze, you're going to say yes and give them that treat. Now, if you happen to try that and then they look away and then they look back at you, we're going to say, uh, nice try, but let's try that again. So try it again, but make the time frame a tiny bit shorter to start with. So the goal here is for them to maintain a gaze with you uh, close to start with, so maybe two, three feet to start with, or you're just standing up or you're right in front of your dog, wherever your dog is comfortable and working at the moment. And then see if you can put them in a sit, stay, and maybe go five feet away and ask them for the same behavior and go in and pay them after they've maintained that gaze or focus. How this works for film is we can ask them to look at us during a photo shoot or get a certain eye line and have them look down, look up, look sideways while other things are going on. Uh, and how this can benefit dogs that are shy or are fearful of direct eye contact, it can, it can build a different relationship with people that want to look in your dog's eyes because that's normal for humans. For dogs, some dogs are a little sensitive around direct eye contact. So it can help build a different feeling around it and say, oh, I get paid with a treat when I look in that person's eyes. So it's not that scary anymore. Uh -huh. That's a great, uh, a good example. And, and I can certainly see uh, how you would need that uh, in filming, uh, especially when you talk about uh, getting them to gaze at different levels. Um, uh, times when you'd want them looking up, sideways down, and, and so on. Uh, you're listening to the My Doggy Says Show. I'm your host, Fred Haney, helping you find ways to be a better dog trainer and build stronger bonds with your dog. Uh, and today we've been visiting with Georgina Bradley, who's the owner of the Dog Stars Training Academy. Uh, it's in Vancouver, British Columbia, and Georgina can uh, help your dog uh, become a movie star, and she might be able to help you find a, a movie uh, in which to star. Uh, it's uh, uh, been a very fun conversation. Georgina, thank you so much for being with us. It's uh, just been a delightful conversation, um, and uh, I, I think your trick is a good trick, but the whole conversation has been really informative. Uh, if there's some uh, a point or two you'd like to wrap up, why don't you go ahead and do that and also remind our listeners uh, how they can find you on the Internet. Well, it's been my pleasure to be a guest on your show, Henny, uh, Fred. It was, uh, it was um, a delight on my end as well. I'm glad you found some tips or uh, information that was beneficial. Uh, for your listeners, they can find me in Vancouver, B.C. at www.dogstars.ca. I'd love to hear about your dog and any specific tricks <clears throat> that you've taught your dog that um, that might be beneficial for some future projects. Another element of uh, Dog Stars is we have a professional dog trainers program that we run out of our office in Vancouver, BC. And uh, if you are interested in having us come down to uh, your facility, we also do weekend workshops where we train film behaviors or uh, train the trainer to be a film trainer as well. So please contact us more for details on those, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you. And thanks again, Fred, for having me on your show. It was, it was my pleasure.
Georgina, you, you were a great guest. Thank you. Um, be sure and look for our next podcast uh, on www.mydoggysays.com. You can also find uh, these podcasts on iTunes. If you go to the iTunes podcast store uh, and search for My Doggy Says, they're, they're free, but uh, you, you have to do the search My Doggy Says on iTunes. So uh, join us next time. In the meantime, pay attention to what your dog is saying, do something about it, and remember Jamie's first rule for a good life. Don't bark if a woman will do the job. 